Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. This week we've got a great speaker. Hope you enjoy it. To follow which understanding of the world, but I was not at peace with God. And here's this promise, a clear conscience towards God. What a hope, what a promise, what a gift. And it saves you, baptism, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who's gone into heaven and is, God's, and is at God's right hand with angels and authorities and powers and submission to him. There's something going on here that is powerful. And here's the promise again that Peter, uh, that we read earlier. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off from all whom the Lord will call. So it is relevant for today, for you, for every nation, for every person. This invitation is open. This is the message of God, that he wants all people to be saved, not just eight, but everybody in the whole world, every soul. But here's the truth of it. Here's what you may not have known about it. Before God called Noah, he sees this. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. That's a pretty black view of the world. You may not agree with that wholeheartedly, but I tell you what, you'd be hard-pressed not to suggest there's evil in the world. There's difficulties that for time immemorial, we know there's a problem. Mankind's got a problem. Humankind has got a problem. And and we've tried to work it out. We've done our best to make the most of it. And great things have happened. But there's still a problem, isn't there? And this story is about that problem. And God makes it clear. It's not about anything else, really, other than your heart and my heart. You know, um, I took Alana, my daughter, to see Last Christmas, the movie. Anybody know the song, George Michael? Another little audience partition. Who knows George Michael's song, Last Christmas? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you give it away. This year, to save me some tears, I'll give it to someone special. It's a great little movie. Let's see. There it is. I don't know if you've seen the movie. A little bit of a spoiler alert here. The movie is actually about this girl who has had a heart transplant, would you believe? So it's not, I thought it was going to be about last Christmas she ditched him or he ditched her and they all got back together. It was all happy like the song. But no, there's more to this movie than meets the eye, just like baptism. And in it, the girl has had a heart, and she's recovering, and she feels weird. She's not comfortable with having had the realization that because she was sick on death's door, somebody died that she might live, that she received the gift of life when really she knew she should have died. And she was just struggling to make sense of it. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice movie, a cheery movie. It's got some good... Th- things in it, but it captures this truth that baptism is a physical sign of an inward truth. Heart transplant is a physical thing, but what we're talking about that happening to here today is a spiritual truth, that the heart we're talking about isn't the one that pumps blood, but it's where all the essence of you comes from, your thinking, your emotions, your, your, who you are, and the heart is, the, the, you know, the, the depth of a person. 
and, and Jesus encouraged us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. In the ancient Hebrew um, world, heart was uh, similar to the guy in the camp who had the loudest voice, who was the camp leader. The voice that declared who you were and what you're about is your heart. Your heart, Jesus said, what comes out of your heart reveals who you are. The heart of the matter. We want to get to the heart of the matter. And in baptism, something spiritual is going on. And it talks to this promise that has been kept within this tradition of the Hebrew promises to Israel that in Ezekiel 36, he says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your... One back. Thank you. From all your impurities and from all your idols, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep all my laws. There's an operation. Laura said she was getting an operation soon. You just had one today. You had a heart transplant today, a spiritual heart transplant. I believe that this act of God giving your, his spirit, his heart into your being is going on here. An amazing truth. God is dealing with the problem of the world here one person at a time because he cares for you and us so much. And it goes on to explain in the New Testament, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you've been brought to fullness. He's the head over every power and authority, in whom you were also circumcised with a circumcision. Remember, the, the Jewish people were physically circumcised. It's a sign of something spiritual in this Christian promise. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision, not performed by human hands. Your, health, your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ having been buried with him in baptism, and which you were also raised through faith in the working of God and ra who raised him from the dead. Baptism on its own does really nothing, but it connects you with what Jesus did on the cross, and it opens up the opportunity for God to do a work in your heart. That is so powerful and so transforming, and that's what we like to see. And um, the song, Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart, this year, I'm going to give it to someone special. It's a great truth for us, a great hope for us. Oh, happy day when you wash my sins away. That's why we're rejoicing. Whatever sin is, whatever you understand that to be, we know it's really about our separation with God and our problem and what comes out of our heart, our selfishness. And the next slide, thanks, um, Clara. Just to finish off quickly. What's happening in this? And there we see a picture or an image of what Jesus looked like when, the Holy, when he was baptized. And the Holy Spirit, it says, descended on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. That's the truth that we're seeing today, that these promises are becoming alive in your heart. And that what is happening is a transplant that those who by faith, receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. That's done before. 
It's an act of faith, and that's why we baptize adults. And little Judy, though, young, but declaring by faith. She's come to a place of faith. And then we baptize afterwards in response to the faith and the beginning of a relationship. And we see it coming. And um, the thing is, it's in itself just the beginning of a journey. And for those of you baptized today, that does not mean you are going to have no more problems and no more difficulties by any means. It's a bit like a part of a balanced spiritual diet. When Jesus was baptized, he introduced something new, but it was like Noah. There was a truth going on here. The Holy Spirit and the Word of the Father is like the anti-rejection drugs that every transplant patient, I think, needs to take. When you get a new heart, a new lung, and we've heard it this year with, with, with Callum and the battle to, the body wants to reject it physically. Spiritually, your body wants to reject what's happened today. You're still fighting. We're still fighting. Although there's a new heart coming in, it, it, it needs nurtured. It needs encouraged. It needs help so that you don't reject it. And I've seen Tragically, people walk away from the waters of baptism and the very next day they give it away again because they haven't grasped that this is not just something you do and that's it. No more problems. You might have a tough week if you've been baptized this week because the spiritual fortress of darkness are going to try and tell you what were you doing? How embarrassing. Look at your hair. What do people think? All the things you think aren't spiritual is the way spiritual darkness often moves. Criticism, uncertainty, doubt. That's how the enemy moves. And this promise is that you need the Holy Spirit. You need the diet, the, the spiritual drug. It's not a great analogy, but the Spirit of God every day encouraging you, filling you, transforming you, renewing you. And you need the promises of God being unopened and unlocked to you every single day so that your heart starts to grow. This new heart that you've got starts to be nourished. It starts to be part of good soil. It starts to realize that you're finding that you are a different person. And you know what? Other people will notice it first. For me, still in doubt, fear, embarrassment about being, having to say I'm a Christian as a 20-year-old guy, it was not cool to become a Christian, and, and I wanted to be cool. Still do, but, you know... <laughs> Things change. And the, 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 the challenge and the change that somebody, my best pal, said, oh, you're different, you know. You're just more at peace. And I was like, yeah, gosh, I am. I used to have st strong nightmares almost, waking up knowing I was going to die somehow but I wasn't right with God. I said, I can't die yet. I can't. I'm not. But now, that had all gone. I never had those dreams again after I gave my life to Jesus. Because I knew somehow, miraculously, me and God, we're okay now. He's accepted me. And I believe it. And it's growing. And that assurance, that conviction that God is good and that God is kind and that he loves me and accepts me has grown every single day for 35 years now nearly. And that's the promise that you've just started to walk in. 
And the scripture that helps us here is Galatians 5. And it talks a little bit, bit about the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit and the acts of the flesh. Just, it's quite graphic, but it says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, immorality impurity, debauchery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition. And it goes on. And I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we can't just continue to live as we did before we were Christians, before we committed to Jesus, before we were baptized, before... But we're still going to battle these things. We're still going to have to deal with them. We're still going to have that old heart trying to pull us down, and, uh, uh, and it's going to grow. And uh, whatever that list is, it's this thing that just drives us from God. And what's going to happen, though, the fruit of the Spirit is going to come. is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. The Christian life is tough. And we can't do it on our own. Only Jesus managed to live the Christian life. And he gave us his heart so that we could start to live like we were called and created to live like, full of love, full of kindness. And many of us are growing in those things every single day. But here's the chance, here's the power, here's the way that we can enlist God's help to be with us in the fire, to be with us in the waters of life and the difficulties of life. Jesus said another thing. He said, you know, in this life you will have trouble. And being baptized in no way removes you from that. In fact, you might get more. But now Jesus is with you. Now you know that truth. Now you know that promise. And this understanding of what salvation is, I think, is really powerful. That salvation, we talked about in the class last week, what does it mean to be saved? When are you saved? Are you saved in baptism? Well, this explains it, I think. So, salvation is something that is ongoing forever, but has happened at once and is happening again. Salvation, in the sense of you have been set free from the penalty of sin happens when you commit your life to believe in Jesus by faith you are saved believing that Jesus Christ was the son and this is the gospel and this is the promise and if you're here today for the first time I lived in church for 20 years I did not get this I did not understand it it may have been told to me but this is the heart of the Christian message that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins he was raised to life and he is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. It's your faith and belief in that that saves you from the penalty of sin. And that's the offer that you can make today. And I'm making to you today that if you've not heard that before, you've not received that before, you've not had the chance to respond to that before, you can today. But you're also being set free from the power of sin. Not in one moment but by the working of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and the heart creation. So baptism helps us be um, strengthened and, and, and empowered against the power of sin. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God constantly, the, word, the biblical word, if you like, is sanctifying. We're being transformed and renewed every single day.
So we're being constantly saved. And one day, we believe as Christians that Jesus Christ will come back and the very presence of sin will be removed forever. That means no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. That is our glorious hope. And that is why we're saying on this day, oh, happy day, the day you washed my sins away. Let's get the band back up. We're going to have one more song. We're going to celebrate. We're going to go out with thanksgiving and joy. We're going to offer you uh, the chance to say a prayer in a minute or two. Um, but we want to think now about Jesus. And you know, it's a great day to get baptized. You're just moving into the Advent season. Advent of Christmas is about the arrival, about the coming. And we are celebrating through Christmas. And for those of you baptized today, I promise you, this will be the best Christmas you have ever had because you will know for the first time, really, the truth that Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord. And as the angels declared to the shepherds, peace on earth to all mankind. A Messiah has been born. A Savior has come to us. We have a Savior. We have Jesus. And it's true, the Christmas message, Jesus is at the heart of it. And by taking a step of faith to believe that actually this is the most spiritual, most hopeful, most promising, most wonderful hope that reflects who God is. Jesus at the center. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave it away. Give your heart to Jesus today. Give it to someone special. The essence of who you are person who you are, give it to Jesus. And all the sin, all the, gar the, 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 the rubbish, the difficulties, the pain, the rejection, the things you know you've done wrong, the things you know you've been wrong for, are washed away in the, sin, in the waters of baptism. And raised to life is the love and the joy and the peace that you will receive in Jesus Christ as his promise. That's the promise. So Jesus... Jesus. We've got to sing about Jesus, George, are we? Let's stand together and declare the promises of God, the hope of God, the resurrection power of God. In Jesus' name.